A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but the righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the wean child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the prophets. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be the glorious. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Disciples of Christ are urged to avoid disputes and to respect one another, focusing on their common calling of glorifying God through Christ the Savior. A reading from the lesson of Paul to the Romans. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. 
But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. I was intending, anyway, to start with a joke about the Isaiah passage, so I will. Um, Groucho Marx um, quoted this passage in one of his movies and says, You know, the lion and the lamb may lie down together, but I'll bet the lamb doesn't get any sleep. <laughs> um, we have, again, in our, in our readings, two very different tones. Um, the Matthew reading... Um, Judgment and, and John the Baptist warning people, you brood of vipers. And then in that Isaiah passage, this beautiful, this idyllic image of lions and lambs and, and kids and everybody just getting along wonderfully together. But I think Groucho Marx's joke gets at something important. It's not so much that Isaiah is seeing a period of time when nature changes its spots. The leopard changes its spots. I think, you know, God created what God created and saw that it was good and said so. Lions are going to be lions. But if you put that into the political realm, Isaiah is seeing a time when the powerful and the powerless can coexist. And what gives it away is this image of the shoot coming off the stump. This passage was written after the fall of the northern kingdom, and the northern kingdom was ten of the tribes of Israel and Judah. Um, Assyria had captured it, and all that was left was the southern kingdom, a very small kingdom in comparison, two tribes. And there was that great cedar tree that they had pictured with its branches spreading from the sea to the river, a stump. But out of that stump will grow a shoot, and that shoot, that new king, will work justice for the poor, work justice for the oppressed, so that this image can come to pass. I don't know if you've ever cut down a tree in your yard and had it grow a stump. I have. I've got a black locust in the back, and I've cut it down, and it's got shoots growing up every which where. But they're pretty tiny. It's not like you've got this big tree coming. And so he's not imagining this triumphal vision of the future. It's this very fragile, small picture of the present. Here is this stump of Jesse, the Davidic king, who will work justice for the powerless, so that the powerful and the powerless can coexist. The leopard and the kid, the wolf and the lamb. Both um, the readings in the New Testament, the Romans and Matthew, 
talk about a time when Jew and Gentile are going to live together. Paul is very specific when he says, Jesus has become the servant from the circumcised, from the Jews, to the uncircumcised, to the Gentiles, to fulfill or to establish the promises of God that the Gentiles will give God praise for God's mercy. He's writing to an audience of mixed Jews and Gentiles, and he's saying, therefore, be of one mind. He's not saying to this group of individuals, oh, all of you think alike. He's saying to the Jews and to the Gentiles, be of one mind so that you can worship together and praise God together. In Matthew Um, John the Baptist sternly warns the Sadducees and the Pharisees, don't count on your claim of having Abraham as your father. God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Um, Paul is writing to his audience, Jew and Gentile, the Gentiles, the Romans, the powerful group, the Jews, this marginalized, pushed-aside group, saying, let us worship together. And John begins his sermon the same way Jesus will begin his first sermon in Matthew's Gospel. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We tend to think of the word repent meaning something like, be sorry for your sins. The word in Greek is metanoia, change your mind. Noia was that intellectual capacity through which you perceived the world. It was what you went to school to train to train your noia. So I would suggest that we retranslate the word repent into go back to school. Retrain yourself. Think about that lion eating hay like an ox. He's going to have to do some real retraining to eat hay like an ox. Think about that lamb lying down with the wolf. He's going to have to do some real retraining to feel comfortable with that wolf. Jew and Gentile living together are going to have to do some real retraining to be comfortable together. And so, in this season called Advent, we await the birth of Jesus that changes the way people relate to each other. It's small, it's fragile, It's not magnificent. It's not that cedar spreading its boughs from sea to river. But we look for it in the small. How are people getting along? And in this church called Advent, we come to retrain ourselves so that the powerful and the powerless can live side by side, so that the Jew and the Gentile can both praise God together. Go back to school. Learn again what it means to be a lion or a lamb or a human being so that you can all come worship together. That's what we're waiting for. It's not magnificent. It's not big. It comes in little pieces, and we see it. And we train ourselves to perceive it wherever it shines forth, the powerful and the powerless working together for God's kingdom. Amen.